And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition here of On Deck here on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Return once again with your one and only host, me, Charles Proud Richie. And of course, on the right-hand side of your screen, for those of you tuning in on the Facebook page right now, ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. My man in action is always a LeBron James supporter, fan, uh, freelancer, and a very good, impactful host since meeting him. Talk about none other than Reese the Ruler. You can follow him on Facebook. Yep, you got it. Always digging the hats, man. Always digging something out right there. His own custom hat. You can follow him on Facebook at Kimosabi. Big balling is my hobby. Uh, and then you can also check him out primarily on Twitter and Instagram at ISCR3 with another belt. That's W-I-N-U-T-I-B-O-L-T. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Prodigy Richie. Uh, for the on deck shows, uh, check out our Facebook page. We also got set up too, which we also be sharing uh, video streams uh, that's edited down after the conclusion. So if you want to check out any segments of the show that you you may have missed, we break them down in the segments that's on our Facebook page at on deck CSR. That's just simply on deck right there. You'll see me holding a icon right there. Uh, definitely doing some more workout later on, but if you also want to just listen to our podcast platforms, we are on Mixcloud, uh, Anchor.fm, which uh, puts us on uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, and many more platforms. Definitely, you can check us out on Spotify if you have a moment. And then, also do the Metascale Podcast, which is on Mondays, Wednesdays, and of course, during pre- and post-game shows of the Pittsburgh Steelers season. I cover the Pittsburgh Steelers and the NFL. You can follow that on Twitter, at MassSteelCJR, at MassSteelNation on Instagram. But right now, we're getting ready to go uh, begin the opening pitch, stepping up to the plate right now. Uh, Reese right now, I hate to say it, but Cubs and White Sox, once again, proves to be yet another pipe dream here in Chicago as it does not seem to come to fruition. No offense. I mean, the thing is, I like, you know, our baseball towns. Don't get me wrong. We always got very passionate fans. But I'm almost starting to be at the point right now, you know what? Don't grab my attention until it's seriousness. What I mean by that, let's see both teams, like, take care of business in their own league. Let's see them at the very minimal get to the pennant season. Because all this time we've seen happen before. You clinch your division. You're in the playoffs. Yeah, it was a different format at the last time they were in there, except you had the wild card round, the play-in wild card. Well, no, I don't think that was existing just yet, but you still had the Division Series, the Pennant, and the World Series. I'm almost starting to believe right now, just get me to like the NL and American League Championship Series, because to be honest with you, I feel like it's 2008 all over again. What happened in 2008? Chicago Cubs pitcher had a no-hitter in Carlos Zambrano. They had one with one of their pitchers, I think, end of August or early September with the Chicago Cubs. And then the Chicago White Sox, both teams won their division. What ended up happening? Cubs got swept for a second straight year at that point in time to the Dodgers, while the Sox took one game in the best of five series where they lost to the Tampa Bay Rays. Fast forward to this point, Cubs win the division. They get swept in the best two out of three series, which is a new wildcard round format. And then you have the White Sox, just like 2008, they managed to win one game and lose the rest of the way. Reese, how, how would you uh, feel uh, watching the opposite side of town? I know we talked a lot about the Chicago Cubs, but the White Sox, first time in franchise history, making it as a wild card 
What was your final assessments of their playoff uh, performance? You know what? Ironically, <clears throat> excuse me, I am a Cubs fan, but I actually was more intrigued with the White Sox for some reason. Um, actually, at work, we actually was watching the the, the uh, game on like the little TV. Right. And the Sox, I, I believe they have a lot of promise, a lot of good young talent. They really stepped up to the plate this season, and they showed that even though this is a, a, a short season, they proven to be ready. And I like their scoring. I like their bats. They're just young, and I believe that it's actually more up right now. I'm sad to say it, but as a Cubs fan, I have to be honest. I believe that the Sox are more on the up than the Cubs. This is another year where the, where the Cubs come in riding on their high horse and they come in winning their division and doing all this. And you come in, and when it's time, later on in the season, we always see the Cubs. They just their bats disappear. I don't know what it is, but in the postseason, their bats disappear. I, I also wanted to say that I thought David Ross did a hell of a co uh, coaching job this year, but I believe not one, but two games in a row, you left your starting pitches in. First game one, Kendricks, three, three, uh, Kendricks had three um, first batters on. And the fourth, fifth and sixth. He was in a jam for three innings in a row. Pitch count one until the seventh inning was uh, was either at 100 or close to it. And you send him back out there after he already have let people get on base. I believe at that time, they should have bought relievers in and closed it. Everybody asking why did John Madden take him out in the uh, last World Series game. Maybe Madden was right. Maybe he knew. Even analysts said Kendricks has late inning woes so to leave him in there i think was a, a bad decision fast forward two days later because of the rain delay and we got you darvish once again you have your starting pitchers pitching all the way into the seventh inning and what happened again runs come in i just believe at that point like where your relievers at where was the relief I, I will say this to answer your question about you, Darvish. I mean, you, Darvish, I could give a little bit of slack for, but I, what I really feel like hurt the Cubs uh, yesterday, uh, there was a play in that game when we saw it. Uh, the biggest thing that hurt them was the overrunning from, like, trying to score from second to home right there. I don't know who the runner was at that point in time, but I think that one runner should have held up at third base. He uh, took a big risk right there with a reasonable way that was hit into a shallow right field like inner right there and he was able to just get enough to cut him off right there and tag him out with the plate I felt like right there that was a sign right there I mean yeah the Cubs were starting to finally work that one starting pitcher they didn't get their first hit of the game I think till around the fifth inning but still you're finally starting to get the opposing pitcher the worth the count right there I just feel like right there they should help on third base uh, and you know what and then the Cubs, they got no one else to blame but themselves. Ninth inning, what in the world are you guys doing like a Javi Baez staring at the strike right there, hoping to get a ball? No, dummy. Excuse my language right there, but you got to swing at that. You are down 2 nothing right there, starting off the ninth inning, man on second base, nobody out. And I'm sorry, at some point, if I'm a manager... I'm playing some small ball once in a while. Forget that nonsense that I don't butt. 
I get it, but this is right now, you're facing elimination right here. I'd rather sometimes school fought, sacrifice a bunt, move a guy over the third. I'll take my chance when I get a sacrifice run or a base hit. I'll make that decision, but you are on the line right here on the verge of being shut out, which they did, outscored 7-1 in this series. I, I classify the Chicago Cubs season right now as a good old-fashioned football term. It, they played buddy ball. And all this talk about David Ross, the high praise they have for him when they played with him as a catcher. I'm sorry, you saw the way the Theo Epstein in the Cubs front office cared to this guy uh, as being the manager, how they ousted Madden about over a year ago. I feel like Ross, he, he's, he, you know what, welcome to the big leagues, but... I feel like there's a little bit of two favoritism at times. I'm not. I got to see more from Ross right there. I hope he learns from this. And you got some free agents. You got a question. Like I said, it was definitely, like I said, he did. I believe that to uh, come in where the analysts had does not even make the playoffs to actually win the division, you know, barring the corona or whatever uh, pandemic. But I just believe that in the, in the, uh, postseason, like you said, he played buddy ball, and he and he let his relationships get in the way of his actual managing. I just don't know how you go two games in a row and not bring in relief. They didn't score any runs until the seventh inning in both games, and it was both on the starting pitches. I just, uh, I just don't know how you, especially you don't learn after you saw. Okay, well, I saw Cal. Okay, well, let's get get some pitches in here and let's try to make it. You know, to the next day, and then I don't, I didn't understand why we didn't put Lester in. I thought Lester was was one hell of a pitcher in the postseason. Yeah, you know what, and that's going to be a big question mark right there because you got a lot of guys on this uh, club into the offseason going into 2021 right now. Uh, John Lester is going to be definitely one of the guys right now on this uh, list here. Or he's going to be a club option for right now. He's in his late 30s. I think he's going to be 37, 38 years old right here. Uh, you also got him and Jose Quintana. If, if I'm a Cubs, i probably give John Lester one last crack at it. i give him like one more bit of confidence. Only for the simple reason, yeah, it's in the past, but he, he knows what it's like to win the World Series versus Quintana. I still think David Ross would go bat for a guy like Lester for veteran leadership in the clubhouse right there, guys he can mentor. If anything, it's simple. I I I give John Lester at least one, maybe like a two-year extension. I keep him around because you need someone to kind of like nurture these guys, especially bullpen pitchers. You don't think his veteran leadership will be valued in that clubhouse? Oh, definitely. You know, that's what I try to say. That's why I was kind of curious on why John Lester didn't get the, you know, throw out there. Uh, with, with his leadership, his experience, I do believe that he should have pitched a game. So I understand that you Darvish uh, had a heck of a season. He was fourth in the in the uh, league and, uh, and strikes at 93. Uh, first in win, eight, second in ERA, and two at, uh, at uh, just a little bit over two. But I just believe that John Lester and, and his impact to the team that he should have been out there. And like I said, David Ross, Hats off to you, man. He wanted to be impact, you know, past. But like you said, it's another time where we keep losing by a lower seed. It's not like we losing to a higher seed. We're losing to a lower seed every time, you know. So I think, like you said, please, once you guys are serious, 
let me know. I'm probably not going to be happy about the kills until I see them make it as but that, round two. But that's what I'm saying. If it's going to be both clubs for World Series aspirations, I don't mean to crush anyone's dreams, but let's be real. Let's wait till they get to their pennant series, the actual pennant. Not the division series. I mean, like, when you got an opportunity to go to the World Series, that's what we'll talk. Uh, real quickly, on the White Sox side of town right there, uh, White Sox, I think, uh, what ended up happening, uh, their uh, third and decisive game of that best of three, uh, two out of three series right there, uh, their, pit, their starting rotation was obviously licked up in that series right there. Lucas Giolito was the guy who got the only win uh, for the White Sox uh, pitching staff. Bullpen gave up five earned runs for four, 14 innings throughout this series. Outscored 11-7. I got I to be honest with you. I think definitely that game three was very costly. You, you barely saw any pitcher get out of an inning. It was usually average like around an inning or like half of an inning. That cost him. Yeah, I want to tell the Sox, man, you got one out of a pitcher, man. Yes, they do. The first game, yeah, I got one out of a pitcher. And, and uh, like I said, I am a Cubs fan, but I'm a Chicago fan too. And I want to tell y'all that I believe that the Sox are on the uprise. And I'm not really upset that they didn't make it to a World Series. These guys haven't been. We was having segments, Rich, but we, we was talking about how long has it been since they made the playoffs or did anything. We was bringing up stats, years, and, and all this. These guys turned it around. Hats off to them. I thank you, Sox. You guys have a great young club, hell of a pitcher, like you said. But that bullpen, they was outscored 11 to 7 in them in them uh, final two games. Uh, so I just believe that from here on out, the, the uh, Sox will probably be a, a, a little bit further than they should than the Cubs. I got to tell you, as far as Chicago goes, Don Cooper, without a doubt, is the all-time greatest pitching coach between both clubs. He's been around since 2002. This guy has been around even with that 2005 run right there. He knows how to develop young pitching either way at the end of the day. That guy needs to com be commended. No secret why a guy like Jerry Reinsworth likes to be... I know he gets the wrath of being a little bit too loyal to some guys, but that guy is well-deserving for all the years he's put in with this club. Yeah, like I said, thank you, Sox. Thank you, Cuz, man. I love the season. I had to talk. Let's try to do a little bit better next year. All right. And speaking of uh, next year, we're going to go into the next segment here in just a bit uh, right now. We're going to go into some NBA finals right now. Uh, dream matchup, but a little bit of a banged up uh, Heat squad right now. I got to be honest with you, watching game two last night, Reese, before we get into that, I got to say, if Drogic... And uh, their other guy, uh, Bam, was in that game. I think they possibly steal game two of that NBA Finals. I think we see an even series. That game was a little bit too close for comfort right there. Lakers did find a way to penetrate the paint. They didn't do that the first game. They were able to beat them. They got challenged by shooting with jump shots, three-pointers. They made them pay. I'm just saying, I think they could at least gotten one game out of the series after watching last night. The Brooms. I know, hey, 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 but, but anyway, if it's not a sweep, I think Lakers fans are okay with a Nara Gentleman sweep once again. We'll see. Yeah, we're going to help them out of that. We'll see it. All right. Well, when we get back, NBA Finals coming up. You're listening and watching the On Deck on CSR. I'm Charles Pradjerichi. This is Reese the Ruler. You're watching and listening to On Deck on CSR.